Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm Rebecca King-Ferraro. And I'm Michael Sean Breeden. And you're listening to Conversations on Dance. Hi, Mikey. Hi, Rebecca. You're back home. How's it going? I'm back home. I, I just got home last night from Dresden, Germany. Um, yeah. Last time we spoke about uh, what I was going to go do there, which was stage rodeo, Justin's Justin Peck's rodeo. Uh, it was the first time I had ever been to Dresden, but um, the company's reputation has been great uh, for years and years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just, it was great. I, I mean, I had no expectations other than you know of course hearing that the dancers were fabulous and that they did, they had done a really great um rendition of heatscape back in 2018 so that they've danced peck before which mm-hmm. um that was staged by patricia and Jeanette delgado and their their reputations linger in the in the at dresden oh Everyone yeah very, i'm sure yeah the uh laura graham who was the uh, rehearsal director for my for rodeo i had to work with me um uh, she was like oh yeah those those delgado sisters they put the point shoes on and then they were just you know radiating positive energy and were such wonderful influences on everyone um so yeah so heatscape had been a success there and then but that was kind of all i knew and you never mm-hmm. know that was you know almost that was five and a half years ago so i didn't know what to expect things change the company has an interim artistic director right now marcelo gomez who of course many people will remember as one of the great uh, male dancers uh in the states for the past you know of the 21st century i'd say mm-hmm. um and yeah, so I went and it was just super wonderful and magical for the past three weeks. I'm really sad it's over. Aww. Yeah, it's, they, they go ahead. I'm so happy to catch up with you because like it always makes me laugh whenever you're like in one of those places. It's like I wake up in the morning. It's like 3, 3 a.m. Michael's responding to the text from, <laughs> from everything. And so, yeah, I feel like we weren't able to catch up too much. But I know like your first day we were kind of chatting and. I feel like there's always like those, I can't imagine it would be really hard for me, but you're, you're so great at your job and you're so good at this, but I know even still like the first day jitters are there. Right. And then you kind of like start Mm -hmm. to settle in. 
Yeah, it really only took me one day to get over yeah. that, to get over <laughs> myself. But it was, it was really hard <laughs> because it's so complicated. And I started with the most complicated part of the ballet, which is the beginning. I mean, that's a logical place to start. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I would change that, but it is hard because you ha- you want a lot of things. You, I want people to be on board with the ballet. I don't want them to become impatient or lose interest, and then I can't get them back. Um, so, you know, I try to be as organized as possible, but, uh, you know, it doesn't always go the way that you want to. And I think it was fine. Everyone said it was fine, but you were just in your head. <laughs> I was kind of I was I was like bullying myself a little on the first day, like that could be better. That could, you know, and then after after the first day, it was all good. I mean, also the score is kind of complicated. And so, you know, there are counts, of course, to anchor you, but it's one of those things where it's very syncopated. So it's, let's say you start with a 12, but if I were to count it as a 12, it doesn't really work because if you're dancing to the melody of it versus the count. So, right. You know, it's like, da, 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 da. Right. Da, 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 da. And so it's like if I can I can of course count that evenly and it will end up at 12. But then you're like, but then you also sound like a buffoon, I think, counting like five and six, seven, eight. You know, it's like that's not what it is. You're just counting, then you're counting notes. And so right. it just it is it comes with a unique set of challenges. Um, right. But I'm always like, you have to give the counts at the beginning, otherwise people will just be lost in a sea of music and have no idea what they're doing. So yeah, well, especially because they don't know but... the music. That's the thing, right? Because yeah. like at, once you start to hear it over and over, then you memorize yeah. it as a dancer. So that's why those notes are important at the beginning. So yeah, I can I can totally see that. And I, to me, my, the scariest thing for me would be like just a whole new room of new people with names that you have to know, and then having to like kind of like you set the tone right in the first day yeah we're kind of like how it's gonna be but i knew that you were gonna end up having a great time and mm-hmm. having fun with them yeah we hit our stride by the next day even yeah. um yeah i think i mean they're all they're all so talented it's very international a lot of mixed backgrounds and trainings but somehow everyone comes together to form this really beautiful cohesive whole um, but yeah, I think that's what it is. It's just like you're looking like the very first day, it's like 40 pairs of eyes on you that you and you don't know anyone. Whereas okay. I guess that's not really happened to me before. Like even at the Royal Danish Ballet, I had a number of connections or I knew enough dancers, um, you know, and it's also smaller cast. But then within that mm-hmm. cast, like I had like Holly Dorger, someone that I've known for a billion years and um you know stacy cadell i had met before and she was the rehearsal director but this is all just like asking a very large number of people to work with me in good faith and right. um follow me into this direction that i don't know if they're gonna like or not and they did but i mean it's also very easy when you because i obviously believe in the ballet and i love justin's work so mm-hmm. i think if you just lead with that honest connection to the work then people of course are gonna open themselves up more willingly than if you're kind of if you make it about like a sort of like strident perfection from day one right you know well you're lucky because you know that the dancers once they start dancing it they're gonna have fun dancing it you know so like yeah that makes it easier too in a way you know yeah that was 
yeah, of course. It's like so many people came up to me after, after you know, they got a first go at like a big chunk and, you know, the rehearsal be over. Mm-hmm. And then someone be like, wow, that was so much fun. I, I, you know, I'm so looking forward to, you know, learning more of this. Or I didn't know it was going to feel like that when, when the first day you're just counting and um, trying to figure out where you go. Like, I mean, the very first movement, there's this moment called the machine. Mm-hmm. And or it's the first machine. There are multiple machines, but the first machine <laughs> has five things. There are five people and they're all doing different things at the same time. So I have to, you know, bit one one by one teach each one. And they're pretty detailed too. So it's like you have to keep reiterating the details over and over. And then everyone ends up doing every like sorry, th- three of the spots rotate with each other and then the other two rotate. So you end mm-hmm. up either doing all of three or all of two, but you you do them. So it's right. like there are details in each one of the spots. And so at any, I have to be looking at five things happening at the same time. And then I'll kind of zero in on one person and just focus on them and give them all the details. And then I'll look over and realize I have been neglecting the left side of the room and haven't seen them. And, you know, it's what? just it's so many moving pieces. And that's why I was really thankful for the the rehearsal directors in the room. I had two. Laura Graham, who um, it was a, a Bill Forsyth person. Um, right. And then Denise, Den- Denny, Dennis, Dennis, <laughs> uh, who I love, who's a, a Russian dancer and um, who's retiring this year, but has kind of moved on to this other side of things while he's still dancing. Oh. Um, and they, it's just so helpful to have people in the room by your side that you trust and aren't just sitting there like, you know, I guess note taking is helpful, but what's more helpful that they were doing was just keeping their eyes open to everything and making sure that like, I felt like every step of the way that I would have a blind spot, they kind of would seamlessly instinctively know that that was something that needed a little bit of care. And then, you know, Dennis would always be like, Michael, let me ask you one thing. And it's very sweet, like Russian, um tone and Aww. he was always right like he was al- i was always like oh wow you yeah so i i just i love them couldn't That's get enough great. of them yeah we had some let's see well there were some challenges um there they were performing their swan lake which is was a wholly new production kind of i don't know if you would say more well it was in socks and i don't know if it qualifies as tons theater but it's more like, you know, there is just a, a side of things that we don't do often over here. Right. There's there wasn't speaking, but there was like audible sounds from dancers. There was there's like a, a yell at one point and laughter and like, you know, things of that nature. Yeah. You know, that we're not. Well, I mean, some companies do that over here, but certainly not something that we, you and I have done. Right. Um. So they're doing, you know, very grounded. Um totally different style they have to perform that on the weekends the first two weekends i was there while also trying to mount um a production of sleeping beauty that marcello was leading so that's that's going in a couple weeks like now that i'm gone so it's like they have to be in three totally different head spaces simultaneously so it's hard for the dancers to begin with but then there were a couple of waves of illness and injury so we were just having to constantly adapt right? Um, and be flexible. And, you know, that's when I was just like, okay, this is my, I have to step up and be good at my job and make sure that everybody knows everything as well as they can. 
on the last day, you know, the, the cards were not in my favor and there was a spot that two people were missing from, you know, so of course everything's double cast, but then it's like, great. Now we have two people gone and who knows how we can make this work. We ha- so I was like, okay, we have to teach someone. And I think Alma would be right for it. And they were like, oh yeah, you can just wait till you see how fast he is. And then he learned the whole thing in an hour and then the next day he got to do two runs. It was really, you know, one of those f- very exciting, Yay. fun moments where I don't even think he's 20 years old. But wow. he is, yeah, he was like oh. very, um, you know, I know we liked kind of getting thrown into things. But I, I certainly would have made more mistakes when I was 19. <laughs> Just from the stress level. He was so like even keeled and and focused and he had i guess had to do a series of things like that in swan lake so he was and was ready. he in the room the whole time with you guys and the, but he was just learning like a new well, spot well it's like he so the first and fourth movements feature the whole company mm-hmm. um so he had seen that so that wasn't as bad of a learning process but then the second movement which is the quintet um that's you know really beautiful featured yeah, part um, he had not even seen it once when we taught it to him. But wow. um, yeah, it was so we love that moment when, you know, you have full company support and everyone was so happy for him. And yeah, I love that the rehearsal that directors nice. too are like, oh, just just watch like they already know. And yeah. but it's just anytime oh. you get the chance to show prove yourself like that, especially when you're young. I mean, what a great opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was another thing that was really lovely that obviously the staff and, you know, starting at the top with Marcelo, everyone really believes in all the dancers. This is the other thing. This was the first time, um, first time anyone like Marcelo cast the ballet entirely himself because of limited time. And I just figured um, that. You know, well, I I thought, you know, I'm sure he has great taste and it'll be fine. But like, you know, the the setup was that if I want to change anything, of course, I could. Um, And then I got there and I was like, Marcelo did such a great job. He really, you know, everyone looks great. And, and, you know, I think was in the right place. And, um, you know, maybe I, of course, there there are seven shows. So maybe it's like if we had had more, I would have loved to get more people learning more things. But it's just, um. And also on that program are Sarah not an upper room. So there are other opportunities for dancers and you can't, you can't spread people too thin. Like it doesn't make sense having like five casts of a pot at a learning a thing that they won't get to dance when they have to be focused on doing stompers and Russian girls in the next right. show. Mm-hmm. You know? But he did such a good job. I was so, so happy. And um, yeah, so that was so great. So it got the ball rolling for us, I think. Yeah. Quickly. I don't know if I would trust anyone so readily with that. <laughs> yeah, I would say. Well, it's also, I, mean, yes. I feel like it's so fun when someone new comes in, like a, like you coming in and like you could see something mm-hmm. in someone that maybe the artistic staff doesn't see, but that's fun when you mm-hmm. like, when he clearly knows the dancer so well. Yeah. But I actually, it's funny. Like, I think he was already doing that. Like, so for instance, the female principal there um, were two women that are, you know, well-established principals who are fabulous and I love. But then also, like, on the first day when I'm trying to get familiar with casting, actually, this was on the plane over, trying to get familiar with the casting, who was cast, where, what rank people were, whatever. 
not that the ranks is terribly important, but I was just familiarizing myself. And then I realized that he had to have this girl who it's her first year in the quarterback. <laughs> As a principal. Maybe I it, love it. Maybe, yeah. Maybe it was her second. And I was like, oh my God. Wow. And he was like, I, you know, I think you're going to like her. Like, let's see. And then I just, I'm obsessed with her. I love her so much. I love everyone, but sure. I, you know, it's just nice. Like, you know, I just it just reminded me of like a Mira situation where I just felt like, you know, this little baby ballerina. I just connect to her so much. And she's so talented. Her name is Milda. And she's like six foot four and blonde and gorgeous. Amazing. And just um, just a sponge for information and um, loves, loves, loves ballet. But it's just also very clearly not like a a drone you know she's never just you know parroting back what i say it's always computed through her own um lens personality or take on things and yeah it's um mm. i that's like, but that's you know that's really how i felt about everyone everyone was offering something different and then you'd have these really beautiful shifts in chemistry between the cast like not just for the potada but even these sections with three men or five men like each one ha- had their own chemistry and flavor mm-hmm. and Yeah, I'm so, so happy I got to be there. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Um, oh, and I, and I wanted, yeah, I want to talk a little bit about that Swan Lake that I saw. Yeah, yeah. I'm interested in this. Because, you know, you know, us, we like point shoes. <laughs> us <girlies. laughs> We like point shoes. We can be purists in a number of ways. I mean, particularly when it comes to balancing. But even just generally, I think even stuff that I'm less inclined to like fangirl over, I still kind of just gravitate towards the more traditional side of things. Right. And so I was just like, okay, I don't I don't know about this. But <laughs> I really and that, you know, it started out I was like, oof, I don't know how I'm feeling about this. This is this this is good. And then by the end of it I had really completely bought in and it was really? you know, primarily because of the dancers, but I also the staging of it was so interesting and your eyes constantly stimulated and fed, even if there aren't white shoes. <laughs> mm-hmm. But there are the always really striking images and theatricality. And there's this beautiful mirror that um, stands above the stage. And the what I mean, 
it's not in their act two and four, but it's this, you know, the swan like acts like the mm-hmm. act two and four in the traditional version. Right. Um, and it's, it has this sort of watery effect, but it's just so stunning and you can't take your eyes off it. And, um, but the, wow. the, um, the story of it is entirely different. So, you know, you have, you just have to go in and accept there's almost nothing recognizable about Swan Lake. Well, that's kind of It's cool, just like, though. yeah, I it's, like it's a story that features swans at a lake. Right. But it doesn't have anything to do with anyone, you know, like cool. there is a character named Odette and there's a character named Benno. But it's just like doesn't really just get out of your mind. To me, it felt very Shakespearean. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it was just like if Shakespeare had written a story about people that turn into magic swans or something. I mean, it was much there's a lot of darkness in it and um, you know, betrayal and retribution and things like that. But so just let me see if I can do this story as succinctly as possible. Mm-hmm. So you come in, there's a ball. And there's a queen and a king and the king is like kind of evilish, but like just like or cartoonish, just not someone that this fierce queen is meant to be with. Right. So then she meets, the you know, the lover type. His name is Benno, like Benno and like the prince's friend. Again, mm-hmm. nothing to do with the original version, but his name happens to be Benno. So they're in love. The king finds out. He puts Benno in a jail and then um, he gets out and then. He f- okay, let's see. I'm getting a little screwy with the timeline now. But so the queen has a gift. There's a god that gifts people a veil that allows you to turn into a swan and like experience this, you know. Polyjuice so potion. Like you get, yeah, it's polyjuice potion and you get to be a swan and you get to be, you, go, you fly somewhere super far away, magical land to be with other swan girlies. And but so the veil is the key thing here. So then mm. she so she has the veil and then Benno's escaped and he finds her at the lake and then they're lovers and they're, you know, living their best um, love affair life. He builds a house by the lake so that he can always be by her when she comes, like when she comes in and out of the palace, I guess. But then Queen goes back mm-hmm. King finds out he rips the veil to shreds and that means she can never fly again dark sad really it is really gutting it's really like i yeah i would which means you can never she can never see him again right yeah she can never see him again and she never gets to fly like it's just that's it for her next act 20 years later she has a son um the son is like going off to war she tries to get him to not go but everyone the war is like some far off land everyone in his army dies except for him he gets found by the lover benno Benno. who has the cabin cabin on the lake so benno's like nursing him back to health and then it's like benno's old at this point um and he's been waiting for the queen's name is zoe he's been waiting for zoe for 20 years to come back she doesn't and then finally the swans come back and he sees that she's not there and he just drops dead that's it he can't his heart can't take it anymore shakespeare it's over that's it. That's um, yeah, very sad. Very sad. Yeah, no. And then so but then the prince who's like a little low key, he has this like demon side because his dad was the demon too. weirdo. Creepy. Passed down the. Passed down the... Yeah, passed down the, <laughs> the bad genes. And so then he sees beautiful Odette. This is Odette now. Beautiful girl who has the veil. He hides the veil from her so she can't leave. He puts the veil in his in the cabin. And then they are living together. And then they have a baby. And, um, you know, she never knows that he did this to her. Then 
it's like years later, the kid is like 10 or something. Then the queen uh, has been looking for him. And like, right as like, right, right as the queen is coming to that cabin. Well, she, she recognizes it first. She's like, Oh my God, I'm where I used to be. Mm -hmm. And then she sees her son. And it's like, right in that moment, the boy, little boy finds the veil, like locked away somewhere. And he's like, look what I found. And then the mom is like, Oh my God, you ruined my life. You took this away from me. And then the queen, because then the, the, daughter the son is like trying to get it back from her and like doesn't want her to leave and then the queen interferes and is like no this happened to me and i'm saving her like she yeah this it's like i have chills right now wow this is so, it's so interesting yeah it's so it's Completely. good right it's like yeah. it's, when you see it when you see it it's so oh the drama it's just like all those different arcs of wow you know odette's betrayal and then like the queen getting some sort of closure for her life by protecting this other young woman. She doesn't even know her. And even though it's against her son, it's like her son is also pretty messed up. And like, it's also a way in a weird way of getting back at her dead husband. Although I guess there's no, there's nothing for Benno. That's it. He just died waiting for the woman he loved and she never mm -hmm. came back. Sad. What about music? Sorry, was that the end of the Okay. That's the end of the story, right? That's I'm the end curious. of the plot. Oh, right. Yeah, the plot. Yeah. Is, What's this music? I didn't tell situation? it very. <laughs> okay. So the music is kind of all over the map. And I... I like I wonder I feel like that I wonder if the musicians in the pit were like please throw me into the Elba that's the river there <laughs> <laughs> throw me into the lake because yeah you did have to like really just accept but sometimes it was used so effectively like the fourth act one of the moments that's sometimes done as like a little potted up for Odette and the Prince, I think is the best music. That was just um, the queen when she, once the veil is ripped mm -hmm. and like her life is just over. That's like music for her to dance and like scream to. Mm -hmm. And oof, very brutal, but beautiful. Effective, I bet. Um, yeah. And there were other moments that I thought were really, oh, this is, there was a whole scene I left out because I was trying to keep it short. But like the Prince to get to, um, to get to Odette, not Odette, Zoe at the lake. Sorry, Benno. To get to Zoe at the lake, you know, because she has the the veil, but he was in prison and got out. And now he has to go through all the countries to find her because it's far away. Right. So there's like these comedic moments that use the third act, um, like country dances. Like, uh -huh. you know, there's like this, I don't know, there's a Spanish or a Neapolitan dance and like Hungarian and stuff. So they go through all these countries and then they have these little like kind of you know again tons theater things where the, the people are like speaking out loud and they're it's very funny and cute but hmm. the this moment that i liked when he gets out of jail and like the sets are changing it's chaipaw because chaipaw is from swan lake so it's chaipaw variation the male variation yeah which we all know mm -hmm. but all he's doing is jogging kind of in slow motion for that whole i mean it's like a 45 second variation sure but he's he's like you know jogging in slow motion and then it's over and then he just bends over and like pants. And it's to me, it's like a really That's funny cute. ballet joke because we all are like in my head, I'm just playing the whole variation, you know. Sure. So I see the whole thing in my head and then it's like he, he drops over. He's done nothing. But the joke is like in our head, we've just thought of him doing the variation and now he's tired. And That's really I don't know. Good. I thought it was cute. Yeah. yeah. It's so like a, I, a little nod. Yeah, it's controversial, but... You know, I, I loved it. Yeah. So that's early contender for 2024 best of. Okay. Wait, so yeah. was it, uh, were there different arrangements of the music? Obviously it's like out of order. It's just, it's, it's just out of order. Out that's of what, order. that's okay. what I felt like people would definitely be controversial 
I mean, you know, I thought of our dear friend Alistair. I think he might have wanted to, like I said, throw himself in the elbow, but I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I would be interested. I, I don't know anything about this choreographer. It's Johan Inger. And mm-hmm. I was really, I was really, I found a lot of it very compelling. I would love to know what his process was or how he chose things musically. But um, yeah, you definitely have to be open-minded to enjoy it. But I still, oh, cool. I went, I tried to go back a third time. I was really into it. That's awesome. Like this, the second time I liked it even more. So yeah, oh. they were great. How cool. Yeah. That's so nice. I mean, mm-hmm. something that is different that you may not have seen otherwise. Yeah. I, I wanted Got to out ask of the New York you, bubble. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about language and like, because like within the studios, was it all English or what were? Oh, what yeah. 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 It's like I said, it super international there. I mean, right. a lot of them do, of course, speak German, but mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't have to speak German there and it wasn't strange. No one. I well, I just but... mean like no one was trying to translate for you or anything or did they have to? No. Like, no, you were no, 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 no. I mean, I think mm-hmm. that since the former director who was American took over in 2007, mm-hmm. I think it's always been really. Gotcha. I mean, I don't know what the company was like earlier. I mean. I guess the company predates the fall of the wall. So that would be East Germany. I'm sure they'd be speaking German then. <laughs> but I don't know. I would have to find out. Yeah. yeah. No, I was just uh, curious because I always wonder that for like for me, that would be like the scariest element. But I'm sure for most of these companies, English mm-hmm. is probably very, they're used to it. Used to seeing it, I'm sure. Yeah, it was the same at World Danish. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, Maybe, maybe, and I wonder at the Paris Opera, I bet they're a little bit more French oriented. Interesting. Yeah, probably. That's true, huh? Because yeah. they're more French dancers, you know? I mean, well, they're right. like, yeah. That's yeah. true, yeah. Well, so what's next for you and you're home for four weeks? You told Well, me. I'm home for four weeks. I have to. Um, Which is the first yeah. time in a long time you've been home, right? You poor thing. You're traveling um, so much. I'm, I'm getting ready. I'm going back to, or I'm going back to San Diego. Um, to Golden State Ballet to help them remount increases, which they did last year. And I also, you know, we spoke about me being there for Nutcracker. So I'm always happy to go back there. I love them. also want to give a little push um, for young dancers or any dancer, but um, people that are interested in, that are auditioning this season. I really think that if you um, are trying to find a new home that Golden State Ballet is such a, a wonderful, uh, welcoming place with great rep. I mean, the fact that it's basically brand new company and they're already doing Jorma Ello, Justin Peck, Yuri Killian, um, you know, Aren't lots they, wow. of new commissions. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So this That's is incredible. like the third, maybe it's the third season that Raul Salamanca, the director, has programmed and he's already been able to get all of that. Of course, they have, they've had Balanchine in the rep too. Um, I was just mentioning things that are happening this specific season, but I, you know, it's going to continue to, um, rep will continue to grow and, um, touch upon, I'm sure all those choreographers and more. Um, so yeah, I think the big selling points to me are the rep, um, which is great. The vibe of the company, um, Raul being to me, such a good director. He has the right amount of ambition, but also, um, never at the, cost of the dancers i feel like it's like it's because he has a belief in in what he's doing you know mm-hmm. he wants to get the dancers out there he wants more opportunities for them he wants for the city too you know it's like all of this is building towards a goal that is not you know ambition isn't 
inherently tied to ego. So I think it's a, it's a very exciting new place to be. So if you want to go, if you're interested in Golden State Ballet, go to goldenstateballet.org. And I'm sure they have an auditions link they somewhere on here. <laughs> yeah, goldenstateballet.org. Uh, you'll find an auditions link and send over a resume and maybe a little dancing video. And, you know, if you know me, DM me and tell me to put in a good word for you. <laughs> there you go. Well, and I think also, I mean, I was so impressed hearing about how many Nutcracker performances they had, too, for a new art company like you're talking about sounds sounds like the performance opportunities are certainly there which you might not expanding. always find yeah expanding yeah yeah they have and another thing that, that's great is that they're performing at multiple theaters which i think is like mm. just a smart thing to do that's what that's the miami city valley model you know you can't fill out you know the major theater every single program or every single weekend or whatever you're going to be there um so it makes sense for a in terms of serving the greater area but be in terms of serving your dancers and get making sure that they have the right amount of performing opportunities. So mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. Goldenstateballet.org. Check it out. Yeah. All right. And then after that, LA Ballet. Uh, after that, Los Angeles Ballet. I'm doing Ballet, which is ballet. I had the pleasure of staging at the Royal Danish Ballet. It's a ballet I really love. So I'm excited to revisit that. I'll be there for a few weeks and then it's a little break. And then it's off to Amsterdam for Fairy's Kiss, which is, it'll be my first Alexei Romanski staging. Um, Yay! Yeah, it's a ballet that we danced and we're familiar with and uh, really, well, really we originated. I mean, we're originators. I yeah. <laughs> well, you were. You just... Well, I was yeah. there for the process. I was actually thinking, once this was all happening, I was thinking back um, to the ballet and it's so... The other Ratmansky ballet that we did, um, Symphonic Dances, was the other creation he did for us that came earlier, quite a few years earlier, actually. We did that ballet mm -hmm. so much, and I don't think it was until like we'd been doing it for like four or five years that I ever even got to see it because we always mm -hmm. danced it. And then I was right. like, and I mean, you you get an idea of what something is by dancing it, but you'd never really know until you see it from the front. And it was just so spectacular. And with Fairy's Kiss, I was a part of the creation process, but then I got injured so I couldn't dance it. So for opening night, I got to see it in the audience. And I, I remember just going backstage being like, you guys, like everyone mm -hmm. loved being a part of it and, you know, all of that. But I still like, again, it's like you just don't know until you're sitting in the, in the audience. I was like, you guys, this ballet is just so good. I loved yeah. it so much. I'm so <clears throat> excited that you're getting to share that, um, share that yeah. ballet. I it's just, it's so, I mean, I've loved Alexi's work since the first time I saw one of his ballets, which was on the Nipro, um, which we talked a little bit about, I think, a couple months ago. And mm -hmm. I just thought, he, and that's a storytelling moment, too. I think he just has such a gift with that, like, creating characters who you really care about. And then when the, you know, when the moment of, you know, heartbreak or whatever happens in the ballet, it's really packs a punch um, yeah. because you care so much about them. But then also he's creating these characters through their movement vocabulary. Like I'm thinking about the the stuff that he created in Fairy's Kiss for Renan Cerdero. It's like, ugh. I, I was just looking at the videos trying to, you know, refamiliarize myself and get ready and start the staging process. Like my my process leading up to the staging. And mm -hmm. I, like I just had to take a moment to just like obsess over Renan for a second. It's just a full poet 
that Alexei, you know, he, of course, that's there in Renan, but he unlocks something so special and different from what others had done for him before. And it's, yeah, I it's just, so funny that you say that because I'm just thinking I haven't watched it in a long time, obviously, but I'm thinking of like seeing that opening night. And I do like we've seen Renan dance beautifully a million times. He's so extraordinary mm -hmm. in so many ways. But you're so right. There was just something so different that came out in his dancing there. And it was just I mean, he's such a beautiful artist. And that really shone through so well in that ballet and. Ugh, I just loved him in it so much. I love, I mean, I love him in everything, but just really. Yeah. So I, 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 we're obviously Alexi stands in this house. So mm -hmm. getting this um, message from him to be a part of this means the world to me. Um, but I'm so, I'm so excited to bring the ballet to the dancers, but I also don't know anything about the dancers. So um, I think I know one person dancing there, maybe. So there's, it's also going to be, a uh, wholly new experience. I'm sure they're fabulous. Um, mm -hmm. You know, Alexi loves them. There was in Marina's book, she talks extensively about his connection with the company and how they're prime interpreters of his work. So I trust him implicitly with that um, yeah. statement. And um, so, yeah, so I guess going to Dresden was kind of nice. It's like a little um, practice round of going somewhere where you don't know anyone. <laughs> <laughs> right and being like okay i'm coming in blind mm -hmm. and we're gonna do this it's all right. gonna be fine but like day one might be a little terrifying <laughs> and we're just gonna ride oh, that wave yeah <laughs> yeah so do you know if alexi will be there um at all while you're there well do you know that he's the busiest yet? man on the planet so right. i think it might be might be um decided later i'm sure that he he's definitely trying to and yeah. same thing with justin it's like you mm -hmm. know i'm sure he would love to come back to dresden um, but we're just, it's always kind of up in the air. Like when Justin came to Copenhagen, mm -hmm. um, it was like quite last, last minute. minute that yeah. it was decided that he was able to come. Um, yeah. Sense. So I would love if Alexi made it. They're also doing his Firebird. So it's a program of Alexi Stravinsky story, story ballets. So, I mean, what's better than that? Oh my God. It Russian, sounds... Russian stories oh. and Russian, um, artists. It's going to be great. I'm so happy for uh, you. One it's last so great. thing. Yes. Yeah, super excited. But one last thing that I wanted to plug um, mm -hmm. this is uh, this is something that has come up recently. Um, the executive director of my hometown school and company, Lexington Ballet, um, reached out to me on Instagram and we started talking and um, she wanted me to come uh, on a sort of an artistic advisor, someone that um, can help. Lexington Ballet, which is a place that, of course, meant so much to me growing up. You know, I would not be a dancer if I had never found the school or the training that I had there. Mm -hmm. um, but she, it's their 50th anniversary next year. So um, they are actually looking for an interim artistic director to help them um, just make that year be everything that it can. So um, if you are someone that's interested in helming a ballet company, uh, Lexington Ballet Company is seeking their interim artistic director and you can contact them at info at LexingtonBallet.org. Send your resume on over and, you know, just ask for more details. It's a really exciting um, opportunity for anyone that is looking to kind of um, take that first step in a leadership position. Mm -hmm. uh, also, Le Lexington Ballet, our good friend Eric Trope will be there um, choreographing and also performing Romeo and Juliet. Balcony Parada. Oh, I 
Disney. Um, That's so fun. Yeah. So that was another way I was able to, you know, kind of use connections and and help out this organization that I Mm. cared about, obviously, for over um, 30 years now. And to get Eric to connect with them is something really cool. And I hope the dancers, I know they'll have a great time working with him. We always did so. Yeah, Eric's the best. Shout out to Eric. Well, that's so wonderful. So much, so much great stuff so going much, on. A lot, a lot going on. A lot yeah. going on. <laughs> well, it was so nice to catch up. And now that you're home, and we're going to now discuss. <laughs> yeah, once we get off this call. <laughs> yeah, we don't. Yeah, we'll tell you guys what's happening in a little bit. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, or you'll just we'll be surprised. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely. We promise. There's content somewhere. There's uh, coming no. for sure. No, it's um. Uh, yeah, this will be. You know, it's hard to get things together when we're across oceans. But this week we're we're reorienting and yeah. figuring out all the stuff we're going to bring you in the next few months and. You know, the way that we always end up doing things when I have to go away for a while, it's like we stockpile. <laughs> so, yep. you know, people like in, in Dresden, actually, there were a number of people that are big fans of the podcast. So it was very sweet. On my very first day, someone came up to me and was like, I love the podcast. Um, sweet. So that made me feel good uh, on my chaotic yeah. first day. <laughs> but um, yeah, we, we stockpile these because then later on people were like, you just released one today. Did you do that? Like, and it's like, no, oh, girl. funny. <laughs> <laughs> you were, you, were you like, we just released one today? <laughs> really? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, no, you're busy. You don't want to do that. No, I'm not roasting you. But I was just thinking we haven't even recorded an episode since the middle of December. I'm just saying like, like we... I had yeah. stockpiled them. The yeah, yeah. We released. Yeah, we, yeah, we had yeah, some so things, we and then now they're out yeah. there in the world. So yeah, this is our week to to get kind it of get get it back. Yeah, get her but back. we do. Have, we are. We've already been discussing. We do. We do have people. Oh yeah. In the lineup. We just um gotta. Well, yeah, we'll get it out. Yeah. All right, Becky. All right, love Mikey. Love you too. This was so fun. <laughs> I'm so glad it went well, mm-hmm. and we're gonna catch up again soon. We'll do some more pods just the two of us as it's fun just to just to check in you know yeah when i'm in california we'll do we'll do oh, a yeah, rundown perfect. of how things are going in in your hometown state you home go. state not going to your hometown I sorry know. i wish san diego was my hometown <laughs> i love san diego God, it's so beautiful yeah that's there. the other thing if you want to be a dancer golden state valley you get to live in san diego like that's chic good for you Nick's always like, when I win the lottery, we're going to live in San Diego. I was like, we don't play the lottery. (laughs) (laughs) But someday, no, I'm just kidding. No, but it's just so beautiful there. So I'm jealous that you get to go hang out there. Yeah. All right, Mikey, we'll talk soon. Okay. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Conversations on Dance is part of the ACAST Creator Network. For more information, visit conversationsondancepodpod.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? 
Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.